What is up, guys? Welcome to episode five of the Nat One Podcast, the Geek and Gamer Show, where we talk about everything from video games to movies, music, and whatever the hell else we want. We got some super special guests in the studio with us today, so I'm going to pass the mic over to Fail to introduce them for you. Hey, what's up, guys? We're uh, super excited to have these guys here today. They are Stephen and Michael Stagliano from the Tavern of Heroes podcast. Let's let them introduce themselves. Jester, what is up, dudes? It's good to be here. This is Michael and my bud, my best buddy. Oh, look at it. It's me. I sound exactly the same as you. Uh, it's Steven. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Um, yeah, thank you so much for having us on the show. Super duper duper excited to be here to talk about some Tavern of Heroes. Us too. Yeah. So it, it has quickly become my favorite podcast of all time. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, awesome. uh, it's, it's really phenomenal. Uh, just the the story elements and i mean let's uh let's actually put a little bit of backstory to this the tavern of heroes podcast is a real play podcast where they are playing a game called tavern of heroes that they developed uh why don't you tell us a bit about it sure i think the good place to start um if you're if you've never heard of what a real play or an actual play podcast is, all that really means is that there's a group of people that sit down and play a tabletop RPG like Dungeons and Dragons, though there's different systems that they can use as well. And, and they record the session and then they just upload it as a podcast. So that's what a true actual play is. The way that ours is a little bit different is that we made our own system is, is the first thing. But the bigger thing is that we do a procedural show, which I think literally every other po- actual play podcast in the world is a serialized story, meaning they tell one kind of epic fantasy story over the course of, I mean, hundreds of episodes for some shows. And we tell contained stories. Uh, typically in two episodes, we tell one full adventure. Some of the other things that make it unique are in post-production, we add scoring and sound effects so that our show feels a little video drama instead of i mean look it's funny the actual term actual play for some podcast means like literally what i said they record it and upload it so it's like there's just actually playing and, and again we edit ours so it's a little cleaner it's a little more efficient in storytelling and then obviously the scoring and, and the post-production uh just gives it a, a little bit of an elevated fantasy feel as well yeah and so you said that you guys play them in those two minute sections that's because the game is created in a way where each campaign is meant to only take about two hours to complete right yeah sure and i'm, I'm sure we'll yes. we'll dive into this pretty heavily but um one of the reasons we made tavern of heroes the way that we did uh is we just found it really difficult to play D and pathfinder with um actually with with anybody really uh mostly just because of the time commitment and i want to be clear here and michael and i will stop ourselves a lot and say this we love D and we love pathfinder absolutely love those those rule systems um but we just found it really hard to get anybody to play with us because it was like a four to six hour session really really big rule book like three to four hundred pages and uh just kind of a huge time and resource commitment that created a really high barrier to entry so we we decided very early on in our game design um that we would just have our adventures be roughly two maybe two and a half hours uh all in sitting down so you get a, a full story beginning middle and end in uh in just those two hours yeah 
That's awesome. Um, so you said that you uh, you love D&D and Pathfinder. I actually have a question about a game that I, I've been wanting to play that I've never had a chance to, and that's uh, Shadowrun. Have you ever played it? No. I, I You got to – I always forget. Shadowrun, is that like the sci-fi one, right, that's like kind of set in it's, a futuristic uh, world? It's like cyberpunk meets fantasy. You still have like your that's goblins right. and your orcs and stuff, but you also have like your magic, but they also have guns or like biomechanical wings and stuff like that. You said cyberpunk and I thought steampunk immediately hated it. <laughs> God, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. So we, um, I have, I've gotten a full run through of the game uh, at, at, I work for a very awesome company and we, we have a day every year called pause the play where we literally just, um, well, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but we, we like, pause working so we we all just as a company play games together and um they have uh they, they had a bunch of just board games set up where you could get demos of a bunch of different games and i got a full run through of shadow run and i mean i think i'm right with you i was so excited to play it um i just haven't had the chance yet honestly because we've been playing a lot of tavern of so i also feel like it's a good you know Steve and I both have two kids. Mm. We each have two kids that are under four years old. So we have no time to do anything that we want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But no, I'm dying to play. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of that, Michael, uh, congratulations, by the way. Yeah. We oh, know thanks, man. Yeah. He's, I have a, it's, I have a three month old. Um, he is a lot of work guys. New babies That's are awesome. more work than old babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i know i uh i have three of them so oh my gosh i didn't how old are yours uh one of them is oh my gosh two three and seven. Oh geez oh so you know you so know you're busy. you know what's going on you haven't slept in four years yeah. um I, I don't have much trouble honestly they're good kids <laughs> that's good our first one was so easy and our second one has been just yeah. very, very difficult. Anyway, but everything else is as a niece if that counts. Anyway, it doesn't count as his <laughs> child, but it counts as a child. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to try try and get us a little bit more back on track, when I first saw your guys' podcast, when I first heard it, you had eighteen episodes out, and it took me like two days to get through them maybe are you serious that's i mean I went, that's fantastic that made my dad i went all in on that podcast when it came out and like i've listened to the two new episodes because i just want to keep shotgunning them but i don't have like I, I got through them all already so i've listened to the new episodes like two or three times and i'm just listening through them randomly i cannot get enough of it i it makes me curious what it, since you have you know experienced them all in a very short amount of time what's your favorite adventure so far do you have one uh rescuing dolgren yeah yeah the cave wait the wait, cave of death wait. or queen naya's rescue the cave of death okay yeah, yeah. Uh, the cave of death is i mean look i it probably goes without saying but and for for your listeners i'll just step it out just a little bit so um in other rule systems if you die like basically if you drop below your constitution score you d you permanently die and we have uh something special in tavern of heroes where if your hero drops in combat and dies permanently I'm sorry, I guess not permanently, but if they if they die, their soul is kept in something called the Cave of Death, which is part of our world. And then we have a separate single contained adventure where two heroes from the game have the chance to go in and rescue their soul. And look, it just goes without saying, but that 
that adventure and that combat are so intense because you know like you're going in to save someone's life it's it's just really really fun i don't know if you if you remember yeah i was um it was Airden and cole so this is steven i i i'm the voice behind Airden and when I tell you that, I mean, I usually sweat because I get really excited, but I was like <laughs> shaking and sweaty and like nervous. And it was, it was like a yeah, whole different was... playing experience, you know, to play, to like literally save a hero on the show. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there's, so the way that the actual cave of death works is there's, you roll a six sided die. And then based on what number you roll, you, you face one of six demons that the God of death in our world summons to fight you basically. Yeah. And, and again, it was that. Oh, oh, yeah. You remember? You, you said two and four were the ones that were going to be hard for them. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, man. And it's just, it was so, I mean, you obviously couldn't see it because it's a podcast, but I had the biggest smile on my face when they rolled a two because I knew that it was. And then the other, the part of specifically that demon that makes him really fun is at the very end, like when he drops below a certain amount of health yeah. points, he just gets insane. And so like yeah. you have to kill him or or he's going to kill you, which I just knew was coming. It was going to play really, really fun. He kind of had like that barbarian rage going on. That's exactly. Demonic yeah. Rage. I also, I feel like I just want to preface this. Do you guys know when episode five is going to air? Um, episode five will air on October the, 8th. Yeah, the 8th. So, um, listener, I just got to tell you this. The episode that we release on October 3rd, so five days ago, is it's probably going to be our single best episode. It's our, this is a huge spoiler alert. No one on planet Earth knows this. It's our first ever single contained episode. I'm sorry, single adventure that takes place in one episode. And it, I'm I'm just about done editing it, you guys, and it's just it's unbelievable. I'm stupid excited. Well, I mean that, that's a spoiler for us. The listeners will already well, have an opportunity to check it out. Heard it, yeah. Steve <laughs> so, wants what? Steve. Hang on, Steve wants to give you guys another spoiler. I'm dying. Oh my god, tell him. <laughs> so look, yeah, I know it's it's going to be out, but it, it'll be fun for you guys just to hear it live uh, while we record this. Um, the, Michael completely surprised me. The adventure that he wrote, it's basically a Cave of Death episode where we fight a demon of Manon. Uh, Aridin is in it and Malar Nightbringer. And when I tell you that I lost my mind when he handed me that hero sheet, it was it was unbelievable. You get and to go fight as Malar? I play Aridin and Malar against a demon, so and it was cool. the most epic oh, thing I've ever done. It's, uh, it's and yeah, for, for the listener, Malar Nightbringer is... Uh, is the the operator and owner of the Tavern of Heroes, which he's basically responsible for, um, kind of re receiving quests or missions and and then sending the right heroes out uh, or the only ones available at times um, to, to go on on the adventure. So. after they come in, <laughs> I, know, I have a request. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Secret letter. I burned it. I I threw it away. Uh, I actually, I, I have a request of you. Uh, could you just say something in Malar's voice? That way the listeners can hear what kind of voice acting you guys do because you guys are really good at it. So Certified badass motherfucker Malar. <laughs> yeah, he really is. So, well, heroes, may Shia bless you and keep you in her light and glory. <laughs> That's awesome. like a big saying hey. in the tavern. That, that uh, I, I might make that into my new text tone. Right? Is <laughs> <laughs> it going to be my ringtone over and over again? <laughs> yeah. So and I, I, I feel have, like, um, I mean, you guys are going to know this better than I, but I assume that most people that listen to your guys show are probably D and D players, right? 
or no or not or they're just gamers uh, uh, a good amount of them it, we really uh we we cover everything from video games music movies just uh it, it's just basically pop culture and media into one show like geeky the nerd stuff yeah it's fun yeah, for stuff. sure and i feel yeah, like exactly. i guess I, uh, i'm i'm feeling this urge to kind of not qualify or show a little bit but just i always feel the need to talk about tavern of heroes in this way of that if you've ever been curious about just what the hell is dungeons and dragons or, or even like if you watch game of thrones or probably the best example is if you watch stranger things and you see those kids at the beginning playing dungeons and dragons it's a demogorgon yeah if you've ever been Demogorgon's curious <laughs> if you've ever been curious about what tabletop rpgs are you know, Tavern of Heroes is, it's A, just such a great show for you to check out because it's not like other actual plays and, you know, it, it'll play like a radio drama. And then obviously the bigger thing is it's a great way to get you into tabletop RPGs if you're even a little bit interested in it because it's just so easy to play. Like you light can system. just sit down and just start playing it. Like you don't even need to read our adventures ahead of time. And for D&D, like if you're a DM... Usually the prep work is like bananas. Like, you know, you need to draw maps and like read pretty big books and like kind of improv improvise a lot and have a lot of just stuff prepared that may not even get to. Anyway, so I, I always just feel like it's worth qualifying that. So I have um, one big question before we jump into really diving into <clears throat> Tavern of Heroes, the game. I was listening to an episode and one of you, I think it was Michael, said that your favorite TV show is Battlestar Galactica. Good memory, and that is still to this day. That's true, buddy. Are you a BSG okay, lover? I have a question. I am a massive Battlestar Galactica fan, but I liked Excellent. Caprica more. What did you think of Caprica? Funny, I I tried maybe two or three episodes of Caprica, and I I just didn't grab me. Which is I don't even I don't. It was a while ago. I was it was back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So I don't remember specifically why they didn't grab me, but. Um, I was so into it that when it was over and didn't get renewed, I went out and grabbed as much of the scripts as I could get for season two and just read through them to figure out what happened. That's wait, I was, was going to say there was only one season, right? Yeah, and canceled it too soon. Like it got canceled before they got to explain anything. So the only way that you get any closure is going online and finding the scripts for season two and then reading them. No way! That's so cool that you did that. I still to this day think that the pilot episode which is basically like a feature film of the yeah. first season of Battlestar Galactica is some of the best television ever like it's just the world building and kind of the remember it's like kind of multiple stories that are all getting tied in at once and yeah. then you know you leave the end and it's like such a great launch pad for a huge series epic story of like the human race has been wiped out now there's 50,000 people just like stranded in space how are they going to survive? Well, like amazing. And when you when you start finding out that the some of the like main human protagonist characters are Cylons, that's when I was like, okay, well I'm going to watch this until so, the very like the big thing that I love, like you didn't go through Caprica, so um, you don't know the whole story, like what happened with Zoe and stuff. But V World plays this huge part in Caprica, and then in season two, what they were going to explain was uh, <clears throat> Zoe's avatar is lost in eWorld and she comes up to this fountain where she meets these 12 entities that existed outside of the virtual world but found a home inside of the virtual world and she oh. teaches them how to get into Cylon bodies. It's just, it's out of this fucking world. Like, you shut I, your mouth. Right? That it, is so cool. It, it hurts. It explains like all 12 of the Cylons and where they came from. It's it's so fucking cool. Sounds Wait like a Michael's going to have to watch Caprica now. 
I no, honestly, I I kind of wish someone would just have stepped out a little bit. Like this is what Caprica was, because now I'm remembering. I think that was kind of. I, I was like, I just can't figure out what this is. Like what Caprica is supposed to like, and if it's an origin story, kind of of the Cylons, that is super dope. It, it it's it's out of this world, and like it doesn't really pick up until you hit probably episode three. But I don't know. Isai Morales is one of my favorite actors of all time, and he plays Adama's dad in that show. And I just I lost my fucking mind. Oh yeah. Speaking of, what's his name? James Amos. What's Edward, his name? Edward James Almost. That's it. Basically, if he said anything, I I was like I 100% believe you. Like he's the yeah. he's like such an honor bound, amazing. And then, uh, what's her name? Uh, Laura Roslin, President Roslin. I was yeah. just, I loved her. It was amazing. It was, yeah. She, I had her. such a hate love relationship with her. Like the first couple of seasons, I hated her. And then she grew some balls. And I was like, All right, I can, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I, I was like 100% all when it was still Adama and Roslin butting heads. I was 100% all in for Adama on like everything. And then, I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm with this is Steven. I'm with you. I did not like the president at first. I thought she looked like a smacked ass. I was like, get off ship. Yep. She she grew on me. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, she grew a pair of balls and everything got all right. Once she realized that, well, I don't want to spoil too much, so I'm not going to say what she realized. But I mean, she uh, she, <laughs> she 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 grew up. She eyelids with her laser beam eyes. That was the yeah. through the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Once it was revealed that she was the king of all Cylons and she released all of the nukes. <laughs> all right. Sorry. That was a side tangent. So, I, just no, really I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed talking about BSG, baby. As, as soon as I heard you say Battlestar Galactica as the answer to what's your favorite TV show, I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Nobody talks about Battlestar Galactica. No, it's such dad. a shame. Yeah, no one no one ever watches it or watched it. Like, I, I try to talk to my old brother about it, and he's just like, but Star Trek Next Generation, though. And I'm like, I love Star Trek, but Battlestar Galactica is a step above. Yeah, it, uh, for me, it, it totally trumped it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so much better. Yeah, I'm just kind of sitting here just lost. Yeah, I, I gave you every episode. I know, I promised I'd watch it, but I still haven't yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm more of a Firefly fan. Yeah. Speaking of Firefly, every time I hear Aridan talk, I picture it coming out of Nathan Fillion. Uh, if you guys yeah, can get Nathan great. Fillion on your podcast, that would be amazing. On it. Well, yeah, yeah, we, we just yeah. got we got, we got a voicemail, so maybe I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just every time I hear him talk. That's that's my picture of the hair looking like, and just like a drawn version of Nathan Fillion being all arrogant. I love it. <laughs> um, so you you two you uh basically you just said that you both watch Battle Galactica. You both play tabletops and board games. You guys uh you seem very very close, even for twins. Like that's uh that's amazing to me. I I mean. We're just best buddies. Like we, we, what's kind of our? We've got this kind of red joke that's basically. Uh, here, this is the best way to say it. Have you guys seen the movie Step Brothers? Yeah. Yes. Where Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are up in the bedroom, and I, I think Will Ferrell says, "Do you want to go in the garage and do karate?" And John C. Riley goes, "Yeah." 
that's basically Steve's relationship. It's like we're just constantly always like all in. If someone wants to do, if one of us wants to do something, the other one's like, well, I want to do that. Well, and then John C. Riley follows, follows it up and says, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. I have, a, I have a follow-up question to that analogy. Do you own a katana signed by Randy Jackson? <laughs> On three katanas. <laughs> he does actually own oh, three you do, katanas. Really? Yeah. I lived in Taiwan for a year, uh, and I was known like just Steve. People refer to me as did Steve and Barter. Awesome. And there's a whole long story behind that. But yes, I have three katanas. That's super cool. You'll have to send us a picture of those because I love like swords and shit. Find Randy Jackson and get him to sign one. Then I'll send it to you. <laughs> you need to find Randy Jackson. Oh, awesome. <laughs> hey, Randy, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the line from that? He's uh, John Riley says, "Why did you have Ray Jackson and a martial arts weapon?" <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Uh, God, that movie is so intricate. Wait, yeah. <clears throat> I've watched it way too many times. But, but yeah, I, uh, I hear you guys on the podcast, and you just sound really close, and I love that because I'll be like, "Hey." I'll, I'll ask my brothers, hey, let's go play Talisman or something. And they're like, that nerd game? No. So, like, I have basically, I just gesture to play these kind of games. <laughs> yeah, my well, brother, it's Talisman is a phenomenal game. <laughs> We're going to make them listen to this so that they can hear you call them idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, people, when people don't like games, like, I mean, just what is wrong with you? Like, are, are you, are you I, I just can never, do you hate fun? Yeah, yeah. I we love gaming in general. I shouldn't even because you know board yeah. games, video games, card games, console games, mobile games. Yeah, we just yeah we I love games so much, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, video games, we know that uh, you play League of Legends, Stephen. Uh, we actually we we were big Smite players, but uh, we recently started playing League, and oh my gosh, it's so much different. It's almost exactly like. The original Dota. I love it. Michael, and I can't wait to say this. League of Legends, but Steve actually works. Oh, they know you. He knows they know that you work at Riot Games. Oh, I wanted to yeah, we know. pump you up yeah. a little bit. Oh, That's sorry, right. guys. Our, our listeners don't, though. <laughs> you, you guys completely cut. No, it's all right. You completely cut out when I heard that you played Smite and and Dota, so I didn't I didn't catch any of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, but League of Legends. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, those are both phenomenal mobas, um, and in a lot of ways, you know, League is is obviously based off of um, Dota two with some with some massive differences as well. Um, but yeah, man, I absolutely love that title. Really excited now because we're we're gearing up for our world championships and our work on our esports. So um, super super pumped about all that. It's awesome. As an employee, are you allowed to compete too, or are you not at that level of play? <laughs> I'm not even close to at that level of play. We actually we have a uh, we have an in company tournament called Riot Rumble where we um, everybody in the company, if they want to, can participate and you get put on a. Uh, you can draft a team um, or or get put on one and uh, a team of five. And then we split off into divisions and then literally have a company-wide tournament. Um, it's like a six-week season. It, it's supposed to very much so mirror the, the eSport experience. Um, and yeah, if you win, you get like a, a jacket, your name on a trophy, all this cool stuff, like an exclusive skin, stuff like that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like silver to one struggling to get to gold right now. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pitch uh, 
game tournaments to my my boss. I, I don't think he'll go for it though. Yeah, I probably. Well, you know, I'll it. give him my number. I'll see what maybe we can make it a team building activity <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, my, basically, my whole company has the same mindset as my brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I think most they do. Can be, but it's, it's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> so I have I have another question back to the uh, Tavern of Heroes. Um, every every episode on the podcast, it's two <laughs> people playing with one game master. Sometimes three people playing. If I got like every friend I had in the world together, and all four of us were sitting in a room, <laughs> could we play? Like, what's the what's the limit? Well, yeah, I mean, for, for all all four of you, you and your three friends, um, yeah. <laughs> could could all play together because one would be the story master and then three players can sit down and play um this is at least for the box set we have we have plans to um release a uh an expansion set that could very well yeah a, a, oh, i'm sorry our second edition that would um a but this is a, a spoiler for you guys as well um we'll have two more heroes that are, are actually already written um and B uh, could could add basically like a template or a layover to where you could run it with um, four or even five heroes. And I think I want to answer this is Michael. I want to answer it a little bit differently. Our for our first game, <clears throat> we actually specifically want to have only two or three heroes adventure because it kind of caters to part of what we think is hard about D and D and Pathfinder, or I'm sorry, potentially hard about it. It's like you know. If you if you run a campaign with five or six people total, you know, it's just harder to coordinate. So we you know what one of the things we talked about really early on in the design process is like how cool it would be if you're like in college and you just want to like play with your roommate or play with, you know, just like find two friends and you could just immediately start playing. How fun that would be. And then so the second thing I was gonna say is that in a second and third edition of the game, which we obviously want to get to the point where we're doing, we have adventures that cater to bigger parties. And then the other thing we're starting to flirt with is hero creation. So, you know, just like in Pathfinder and D&D where you create your own character, um, we want to are considering doing, yeah, create your own hero that's part of the tavern, obviously. Okay, so when you create your own hero that's part of the tavern, are you going to run instagram and podcast contests to get your newly created hero to be added to canon 100 percent, we're gonna do that yeah that's, that's so like the cool. coolest thing yeah to be yeah and then if we pick yours it'll be part of the actual published game which is oh, and i, so I get excited cool. just thinking about it <laughs> yeah that'd be so out of this world I'll come up with a bard character for you because that's my favorite class in D. &D. I, was, yes, please. I was just about to no. say we don't have a bard Cedric the Entertainer is the greatest bard that I ever played. Uh, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. We're gonna let, we're gonna, <laughs> that's amazing. We're gonna let Jester tell you about the bard but that's, that he made. Still go. Yeah, please do. What? Well, no, no, no. So, okay, so I have to preface it with my last character was a arcane trickster named Fonznor Arthurelli, and he <laughs> he made the DM mad because his name wasn't canon. So I'm sitting there and I'm rolling my bard, and the DM said, "I don't care what you do, you have to have your name be canon this time." So I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna do a bard. I'm gonna have an entertainer background." So I pulled up the list of canon bard names, and I'm going through it, and Cedric's just sitting right there. I'm like, "Cedric the Entertainer is a canon <laughs> bard name." So I'm just like, "That's who I am." And I ran him, and oh, it was awesome. 
Oh my god. Him like a large African American man? No, he was really short. <laughs> Wasn't he a halfling? Yeah. Yeah. He was a halfling. He played a mandolin. Of halfling bards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was right here, dogs. Uh, uh, halfling bards. We actually had one of our cl- uh one of our party members. Uh he was a halfling bard and he snuck into a prison that Jester here tried to burn down with him in it. I didn't know he was in there. <laughs> I didn't know he was in there. That'll hold up in court. It was all part of the plan that you guys made. <laughs> I know. It was my plan to have him in that room. And he tried to burn the place down with the bard we, in there. We needed to get rid of him. Not the bard, but the bad guys. Well, you're going to take out your party member with that? He For what? showed up like once a month. So. Oh my gosh. He showed up more than that. He just didn't show up for that one time. And the DM had to yeah. play him for it. He did a good job. Yeah. With that bard. That was fun. Yeah. He, he we're, was we're supposed I, to be. I haven't played a bard. I want to play a bard, though. It's a lot of fun. Oh, they're, they're my favorite. Um, One of my ideas for a bard, I want to make a bard that's a pacifist. But uh, bards have bardic inspiration, which they can use to buff their party members. So, like, I want to make a bard that he sits there and. Like, he's just like, his party members are over there like, oh, yeah, come and join us. And he's just like, eh, I'll let you guys do this. I'll sit it out. And then, like, if someone makes a hit, he'll be like, hey, good job. And then that's like a bardic inspiration right there. And uh, if, like, uh, so if, if, an enemy, <laughs> if an enemy misses an attack or something, he'll just, like, insult them and use vicious mockery. And that does damage to them just by mocking them. I love them. how, so, I mean... like, Nately how much your group would hate you. I hate that character yeah. so much. But yeah. like love hate, like love to hate him. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean uh in the in Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which is an expansion of 5E, they have a school of blade dancing. So I was gonna make this bard a blade dancer. So he'd have all these blades and he could like swallow swords and stuff. And yep. I was gonna get him like I was going to get him, like, enchanted blades to do his shows with, but, like, whenever it came to fighting, he wouldn't use them. <laughs> this is why people, everyone in the world, has to play tabletop RPGs, because you can just come up with the funnest, coolest oh. characters ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're great. I love it. So, I want to talk a little bit about, you told us, like, a lot of the main reasons that you did Tavern of Heroes and what why you're making it so easily accessible and stuff. But can you tell us a little bit about the actual journey itself? Because, I mean, there's a lot of audacity going into saying, I'm going to make the next Dungeons & Dragons, and then there's even more to actually do it and do it well enough that it's going to win. Yeah, um, phenomenal question. So we spent three or four months in strategic development, meaning we didn't touch the the game design or or even think about the show. Um, we didn't write run single. We didn't did not write one single rule uh, for three to four months. And uh, in that time, you know, we were just we were talking about what's our, what's our mission statement, what's our north star, um, vivid descriptors of like what success looks like, what's our audience, where we're gonna play, where we're not gonna play, all that kind of stuff, and. Um, kind of the, the, the big thesis or aspirational statement that we came out of that with was, um, we want to, we want to make a game that'll bring people to the table for the first time. Uh, and then, yeah, to, to the tabletop RPG world, uh, for the first time. And then kind of a subset under that, um, just drastically reduce the barrier to entry, um, for, for tabletop RPGs. And then Michael already mentioned this as well, but, um, you know, we just kind of strategically asked ourselves, like, 
what with with systems like Pathfinder and D and D, we looked at a bunch of other ones as well. Um, where can we just trim all the fat? Like, what does that look like? Just a really lean, efficient, easy to understand system looks like. Um, and you know, once we kind of had those those building blocks or foundation in place, you know, we we just we just started building. We looked at dice and um, you know hero sheets and the player's guide and and just kind of tactically started building out from there. One of the big one of the big first decisions in terms of you know the actual steps of the journey to making the actual show was we decided to eliminate the seven polyhedral dice that almost every um uses and we went with a percentage die and a just a regular six-sided die and that alone you know trimmed some fat and then i think we started creating heroes first before our actual rule system because we wanted to kind of see what it would feel like to uh, you know what the the analogy we always use is um, when we played, <laughs> yeah, or the reference when we played Pathfinder <laughs> and even 5e, like if you play a spellcaster in 5e, chances are once you get to the higher levels, your character sheet is going to be like at least 12 pages, if not sometimes because of your spell list, you know, like 19, yeah. 20 pages long. And we wanted to be, we wanted to see what it would feel like and if we could make everybody's hero sheet one page and then if you're a spellcaster there's just a second page with like five spells so that was kind of our first actual practical step in the design of like let's make sure the heroes feel good and like there's enough that you can do uh with just one hero sheet and then once we started to get into the rule system yeah it was it was honestly i i i like saying that it's not like we were that innovative like we weren't coming up with like really new is saying, hey, what are kind of like the, the fundamental things we can pull from 5e and from Pathfinder that are going to make the game work that and that's going to totally dodge rule smashing? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and this is Stephen now. The only the, we, we decided not to be super innovative with um, like new mechanics as it related to core gameplay. Uh, just because we didn't feel like there was really a need for that. Instead, we we just made the decision to like, let's get really innovative on uh, game mechanics as it relates to fights, right? Like what are, or, or, or encounters. Like what are really cool things that we can do that's kind of never been seen before that when you kind of shed um, a lot of the weight of these traditional systems like what you know what what opens up like where can we where can we play around with 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 new mechanics yeah. so then the kind of, after we hit the player's guide and kind of figured out what our core rule set was going to be we moved to death like we always bumped on death and the, so we came up with the cave of death which we talked about a little bit ago and then all the way back in December, I think 23rd, the end of 2017 in December, we recorded our first adventure with a girl named Lauren Kelly who plays Vi. And she had never, not only never played a tabletop RPG, she's just like not a gamer at all. She's just an actress that I know out here. And we thought she'd be a good first person to run it through. And I can't tell you how much Steve and I enjoyed the fact that at the end of running that adventure with her, she was like, genuinely, she was like, oh my God, when can I play again? Like, I can't believe I didn't know this existed. Like, this is so much fun. And I think that D&D and tabletop RPGs very, very well to, you know, like people that like acting and people that like improv and, and like that stuff. And it can also play to gamers too. And for Lauren, it was just, she just thought like kind of the improv 
part of it was was really really fun. And then obviously the game and Vi is so much fun to play too. So that brings up another question, and I know that failed is re- he's like on the edge of his seat, ready to ask about game mechanics. But <laughs> I, I I was wondering with like since since you're doing this on a podcast platform and you have specific people playing specific heroes, um, the certain campaigns are those set up for specific heroes, or is it just whoever you can happen to get in that week? Yeah, great question. So all of our adventures, um, they they come with uh, a few things. One is a recommended heroes. Sometimes there there are no recommended heroes for this adventure. Sometimes we'll say like it's uh, it's suggested to have a female hero, suggested to have a male hero, um, or sometimes it'll say specifically this for this adventure we recommend Miriam goes on it or Tia or whoever. Um, and then the other thing that every adventure has is, which we'll step into kind of that, that lower barrier to entry in particular for DMs or GMs, or in our case, story masters, SMs, um, is we, uh, kind of an index that says, um, that identifies like narration, like just read this to your players. Italicized text is just for the story master. So they have like, you know, knowledge about an encounter or a specific NPC or the adventure itself. And then, um, Anything in red is dice rolls, where you say like, okay, have your heroes roll a diplomacy check. Um, so for anybody who's listening to plays, you know, other other tabletop, tabletop RPGs, like it's it's a it's a it's a very very yeah yeah it's you can you can sit and play. And then the other unique thing we have is in the back of the adventure an appendix that has uh, our maps that we self create and make. Um, so that that's another really nice thing. You you can just print them right out with your adventure, sit down and play. I guess to answer your question super directly though, we don't necessarily. Sometimes we've done it, but we don't say like, okay, we want to run this adventure on the 16th. Let's make sure that we get these two cast members for that. I, we we've done it sometimes, but you kind of said this. It really comes down to who's going to be available on that date. Yeah. You know. Okay, and then one more thing before failed goes. <laughs> when you said you invented characters first, it reminded me of this meme I saw one time where it was uh, Tolkien standing at the front of a room teaching people how to write. And he said, what's the first step in writing any great novel? And somebody said character development. And then he slammed his fist on the table and screamed, no, you have to invent your own intricate language. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. That's very <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Kale ask some <laughs> questions now. I've been holding the mic for a bit. Okay, so uh, I, I've actually uh, writ I've kind of rearranged D and D to where I change the mechanics around and I make my own little kind of system going. Um, one of my the issues heart. that I keep running into is like balancing. I, I have trouble with the balancing. Uh, did you guys do a lot of play testing or any type of beta testing before you put it on the podcast to kind of check if the balancing worked? Smart question. And I, honestly, it's an answer that we I'm just going to be super vulnerable and honest with. You know, play testing requires a just a lot of data. Like it just requires, you know, for lack of a better term, you just need a lot of people to play it with, right? And we just didn't have that as a capability. Like we didn't have access to hundreds of people that could sit down and play our system. So the way that I'll say it is what we did do is spend a ton of time combing over every single number, like every modifier uh, to make sure that it's as balanced as, as we thought we could make it. But that doesn't mean that we 
almost after every adventure, we do a little debrief conversation afterwards and go back and say like, all right, you know, we do buffs and nerfs. We're like, this guy was way too powerful or this hero, you know, needs to have more damage on the ranged attack. Like that was kind of a big one. Um, so, so no, man, honestly, we're, we're doing it too. Like we, we constantly, and I'm curious if you guys have ever caught it, but there's already been some tweaks that have made it into the show. Um, the one that comes off the top of my head, we originally had Cole Hardwell doing like two, like two yeah. six plus six <laughs> or something. Or two dragon D Slayer. Yeah. The dragon Slayer, like two D six plus four, something nuts. And now in, now he just does a flat 2d6 because we were like this guy has a dr of 90 like 100 health points and like no wonder he killed three dragons yeah, he's doing yeah. more damage than anyone Boom. else so yeah dude we're, we're constantly iterating on our system as well even um a, another thing to, to step out here that we're we're just so infinitely excited about uh the the patreon is our we we launched our patreon it came out on the third and the, the tier that I don't want to speak for you, but that I'm the most excited about is our playtester tier for $10 a month. Fans of the show can uh, every month they will get an adventure, uh, all 10 hero sheets and our, our player's guide so that they can play through an adventure with their friends and then give us feedback. Uh, a Google form goes out along with it where um, they can take as much or little time as they want and you know tell us about either mechanics in the specific adventure like whether or not uh, you know a boss or an encounter felt too strong or too weak and then specifically about um heroes as well and so we're just kind of looking at it as our way like michael said we play an alpha version on on the show uh over the course of the next year maybe more you know we're gonna develop our beta um to where we're just use all the data that we get from our from our play testers yeah to just crunch and crunch and crunch to make sure that our system is really solid uh to be honest with you like we feel really good about it right now um but you know there's there's always room for improvement so we're super excited about that there's also i feel like this is a good caveat to put on it um up my head of another tabletop rpg system that isn't d20 but ours is a d essentially a d10 system we use a percentage die that has increments of 10 all the way from zero to 100 um but because of that it makes critical hits way more likely like in pathfinder even if you get a critical hit you also then you have to confirm the critical so it's like a i don't know 2.5 or 5 percent chance or something and in dnd it's obviously there's you can like you know get keen weapons that increase the crit range and everything but because ours is just you know one out of ten of every single rolls can be a crit it's it's i don't want to say it's harder to balance no i guess it's harder to balance our system a little bit because it's super likely for there to be like crit 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 and like everyone's dead you know what i mean uh, yeah. which for me well, honestly for us though makes it like i just think it's so it's like a video game like it's just it's way more fun like it's easier to die yeah it's crazy fun with the lower crit or the higher crit chance lower crit yeah rules. um and, and this was actually pretty apparent in the episode with vi and uh oh man i forgot her name Miriam. yeah where uh they were just rolling crit after crit after crit <laughs> Oh, it was it was Vi Lauren. Was it, it was it was Vi. And do you guys remember that was uh, an epi an adventure called the Black Blades, and they were fighting yeah. Yeah. I think six six bad guys. And you know the encounter is supposed to be designed like they're outnumbered. They're not hard bad guys, but you know they're supposed to take a pretty good amount of health <laughs> off of them. And I don't know if you guys remember this. Said Lauren, like I mean, 
are you cheating? Like, what are you? You have to be cheating. No, you're not rolling four crits in a row. And she was just cracking up. She was like, I'm not, I'm not cheating. But yeah, I, in it, her it, defense, it goes, in her defense, she did have that special noise that she made before she rolled. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's where the magic like, came from. It was like a cat or a bird sound yeah. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a fun one. Um, that was a really good adventure. Like, uh, just personality-wise, do you guys have any any of your characters that are favorites? We can't have them choose favorites of their own players. People won't well, come back. I guess. Ben biased opinions here. Yeah, I mean, it's so, <laughs> like, this is Michael. The character that I play is Morty, and I was definitely going to say Morty. Like, I, I mean, I love Morty <laughs> so much. It's, yeah, I just love him. Yeah, I think for anybody is, that's listening that, that is playing in any type of tabletop RPG, if somebody asks you, like, who's your favorite character of the party, you would 100% say yours, even if your guy's a flat-out asshole, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No. I also, I get yeah, a big, I get a big kick. I get a big kick out of Vi, who's our, our like a teenage ninja that's just very emotional, <laughs> just because she really is. She's kind of the sore thumb, like the black cat of the tavern. You know, she's just not a typical. It's just she's just kind of weird. Yeah, she's like, she's very like hormonal. you just don't know what she's gonna do. You know what I mean? She like collects stuff from like, from dead bodies and things like that. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a great. Yeah, or or uh, gets drunk in the middle of a fight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Actually, uh, and to that point as well, I really enjoy um, adventuring with or running Dolgren through an adventure. Christian is just has a phenomenal he's Scottish so accent. Funny. I, I love Dolgren. It's yeah, so good. and. Yeah, just the fact that like he's a drunk and then Betsy, oh, that's my girl, Betsy, like is so funny. <laughs> and Betsy's the best character in the show. The, yeah, the way that we <laughs> the I agree. The way that we designed Dolgren was just to be like he does a crazy amount of damage, but he's he's almost he's kind of like not a glass can i don't know what like a stone cannon or something like that like dogren dies at basically every adventure but he also does so much damage and i just love that about him you know he's like this drunken grieving crazy ass it's his uh, liver that kills him (laughs) right 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 i mean he does have a flask in his shield shield, so he's just nipping during the fight (laughs) right right the other person who if you guys are up to date you you know this but Morty and Artemis going out on an adventure, just like the two old they're guys. Like, well, you know, let's. Oh, I guess we'll handle this. I don't know. Like, you know, they're just old. The way so they, play they don't. Together. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't have to care as much because they're so old and like practically senile. That made it really fun. They were just sitting having a conversation in the water. Elemental <laughs> looks over at the wind. Elemental like, get a load of these guys. Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when, when Artemis was introduced and uh, he got caught by the guard and the guard's like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm just looking for some cheese. Like, oh, man, I was, yeah, I was a hero it. after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, give me that, some of that Gouda. I, I was yeah. eating cheese, I think, as he said that. I was looking down at a piece of string cheese and I'm like, this is my guy. <laughs> that's your dude. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> but I, this isn't, uh, this is just a side tangent now, but. Um, Artemis actually has probably the single coolest sequence of moves that I th- th- on the show so far. Yeah. It was in Queen Knives Rescue. About when he teleports? And he, this moment where he like teleports into another room as a simple action, and then like blast the one of the guards, arcane, arcane push or pull. 
Yeah, and like blast him into another room. And just the visual of that, like this wizard being in front, this old like crotchety guy asking about cheese. And then it's just, and he's in another room and push. I was like, I just thought it was so, yeah, exactly. I thought it was so cool. I don't know. I really like when he was standing in front of the elemental and then did one of those shoot from the hip with the arcane. (laughs) Break the tag. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was Uh, was beautiful. Oh, man. I really Artemis is working his way up to my favorite character. It's gonna be hard to not call off, but Artemis is working his way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Actually, he's, he's more episodes. He's grown on me, especially when he's with Morty. But uh, yeah, just, the way that they found him, just sleeping, wouldn't wouldn't wake up, didn't care about anything they had to say, and then woke up screaming someone else's name. <laughs> totally. Yeah. My God, that's so funny. Yeah. And that even the little bit where Morty and Artemis are like trying to unlock the the with the key uh, trying to unlock the door cell, but they're both like so old and fragile (laughs) carpal tunnel figures. (laughs) I I feel like we've kind of gone into the realm of like talking dead about this. Yeah. Yeah, One quick question. Are you guys uh, heroes or humans? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. From what was her name? Uh, Nilly. Yeah. 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 Well, well, what's the people? (laughs) What's the people? Yeah, Nilly. This is Stephen. Yeah, yeah. I was the story master for yeah. it. This is the the Grey Wind Mountain Rescue, um, and Nilly. The, the the heroes come across this uh, little short, stubby tree gnome that's basically been captured by these rock jewels and uh, is is a slave for him. And she she goes out to get this dead body, which is the first time that the heroes come across her. And there's just this hilarious dialogue. To date, I think she's still one of my most favorite NPCs that I've ever played. Um, yeah, she can, was just so funny. Well, I work for the trolls. Can, like, we, just so can we do a thing where in the background of one of the campaigns, they're like in a restaurant or something, and they just see Nelly and Wembley Nettles on a date? <laughs> hundred percent. We want to find a way to bring her back. Yeah, yeah, we've got a, we've gotten the most emails uh, and and you know call-ins or shout-outs about um, Nilly and uh, Wembley. So I I think you know there's we don't have a choice really. Like they they have to make appearances. So so stay tuned. One of my have best them buddies just like in the tavern eating a steak or something out on oh, a date. Oh while my gosh. Hey, look, I'm telling you right now, the next adventure that right, I promise you guys, I'll try to put because Wembley and and Nelly like could totally be there. Like they could just be hanging yeah. out because they're friends of the tavern. I love it. Nelly would just be sitting at the table and be like, I are you all done with your pumpkin pie? Give it over to me. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it for you guys. I'll write That's the awesome. And I'll shout you guys out if I remember awesome. too. That's so dope. Awesome. <laughs> um, with with Nelly, uh, when I first heard it, like her voice, it reminded me of uh, the person that was scooping up the shit in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Was there any connection there? Um, I am not just saying this. You you one hundred percent nailed the bullseye with my character inspiration for that character yep that is that is exactly exactly what yep. i was going for that's awesome who are you yep yeah it's the, yeah that exact, said, that who exact are you? Character. i just pictured them talking to king arthur yep. well i've never heard of you i'm picking up the bud yes <laughs> i'm yep. the king of all the land well i've never heard of you <laughs> Oh my god. I didn't vote for you. 
for you. Yeah, literally, that's that was my exact exact inspiration. I gotta go back and watch it. That's awesome. Oh man, what what do I win? Do I get a prize? <laughs> you deserve something. Well, you definitely do. You, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, so, I want to talk um, a little bit about canonical expansion. I I know you you guys said you're doing like uh, version two and version three and stuff, but I don't know the visuals, the way that you guys tell your stories, and the writing that actually goes into it. I think that there's franchise opportunities for like comic books or web series, that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm, I'm so into the idea of an actual visualization of it. Cartoon we actually, series. We, we've gotten a surprising amount of emails of people that have requested visual accompaniment. And one, I, I mean, some of them have even been like, can this be a Netflix series? And, uh, you or know, animated. certainly there's the Netflix back guys by chance been to the website and seen the interactive map yet um i went on my phone and it didn't work very well i know our mobile we use wix and for for so i cannot get the mobile version to work well if you ever get a chance to look at it on your pc the, this is a roundabout of way of saying we have so much story in elderon and you know all the i mean all the different regions and we have like a, kind of a whole history um, so yeah, I, I'm just I'm agreeing with you. There, there's definitely some fertile ground for for additional content over different mediums. Okay, and then a couple of questions about the followers of Manon. One, are they called Manonites? Two, <laughs> do they wear fancy hats? Do they have beards and other names? Jebediah. <laughs> uh, what I want to say, I want to say so bad, yes to all of that, but but no, but it's not true. I, now we have to. I mean, now I don't feel like you, we have a choice anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jebediah the farmer, and Mananite. Farm yeah, man. they're they're written in as followers of Manid, but I just I don't see a way around it now where we don't call them Mananites. <laughs> <For sure. coughs> awesome. I just the. I forget which episode it was. I think it was the one uh, where they were in the church with the father when he was possessed. They were talking about the followers of tech and the followers of man. And I was like, Mananites don't stand a chance. And it just <laughs> been calling them Mananites in my you know head. What we gotta, every you know what we got to do, guys? I'm going to throw this out. You throw it back if you don't like it. But I, here, here's my proposal. About maybe two months ago now, we had a fan of the show write in, and long story short, he was kind of going through a hard time. He has some mental illness, and he was like, man, I just I love the show. I listen to it every week. I'm interested in kind of writing my own um, story, but I can never get around to it. And so what I told the guy, I was like, well, why don't we write an adventure together? And we did it, and I enjoyed it so much. So what I'm throwing out to you guys is I feel like – we should write an adventure together because you guys have so many good I mean, ideas that I want to oh, steal. Yeah, and the, the title is, the, you know, The Cult of the Mennonites or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just my, sitting right there. Yeah, the, it's my Michael saying this. I'll, to the I'll, floor. I'll, separately, and we should start. I And I had a whole process that I went through with Alex, you know, from like story area to kind of outline to developing him. But um, I'm going to, I'm going to, Followed up with a caveat. We're we're pretty far ahead of production, so an adventure that we write likely won't even air till I mean, pretty deep into 2019. But seriously, I would love to do it if you guys are up for it. It'd be so fun. I'm in, 100% in. No, oh, even if it never airs. <laughs> no, no, no. It will definitely we'll write it and then run our cast. I mean, at a minimum, it would be Patreon Patreon content. We would we'd air it yeah. for sure. But yeah, yeah. that'd awesome. be awesome. <laughs> oh man.
made my day. Uh, man, who would we'll we'll figure all that out. I was gonna say who would be the guest, but we'll figure all that out. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. I'm, um, I'm all for it. <laughs> so, uh, let's uh, let's let's get a little bit off topic of Tavern of Heroes here. Um, I don't want to give up too much because I do want our viewers to hear it because it really is a great show and you guys did a great job. Thanks. But uh, other than Tavern of Heroes, what other uh, like tabletop RPGs or board games do you guys like to play? And Question. also, have you played um, Munchkin? No, House on the Hill. Uh, Haunted House on the Hill? I think that's what it's called. Betrayal of House Betray- on the Hill. That's Betrayal. What it's called. Man, talk about it in every episode. Well, I get I... the name when I'm talking to famous people. <laughs> heard of it and that and i usually hear of like almost every say it again what's it called house on haunted hill betrayal at house on the hill no and it's a tabletop rpg kind of um it's it's a tile game where you're it's it's stupid fun to play and you the more people you have playing it up to an extent is crazy fun but basically you start at the entrance of this manor and then you move through rooms. And as you go through doors, you lay new tiles down to reveal what that room is. There are certain cards that you pick based on what the room is. You can get like item cards or uh, spell cards. And uh, items. You have items, curses, omens. And, and the omen And cards, events. That's what it is. The omen cards. Every time you get an omen card, you have to do an omen roll. And if your omen roll goes under the amount of omen cards on the table, then you enact the haunt. And during the haunt, one of the characters who's playing becomes the bad guy, and it's the whole team versus that one person. In all God, of these that's different a great mechanic, there's all these different events, and every like depending on the room that you're in and the omen that you draw determines what the haunt is. And without the expansion, there are a there's a hundred different endings to the game, and they're all written in different little books. So when the haunt is enacted, the guy who is the bad guy takes one book and everybody else takes another and they sit around for a couple of minutes and determine how they're going to do it. And then everybody comes back together and you finish the game out. It's, it's out. So a, it kind of sounds, it sounds like a little bit of a party game mixed with like a living. Have you guys played Arkham horror or Arkham horror, the card game living card? Oh, I I've, I've seen it and I've been wanting to get it, but, uh, our gaming group has gotten kind of small, so we don't really have the opportunity to play board games as much as we used to. Yeah. Right. Steve and I just got into Arkham <laughs> Horror, the living card game, and we're like fully loving it. But it took it was kind of heavy, like it was a pretty heavy game. And what I like about what you're describing is it sounds a little bit easier and it sounds bigger. Like if you can play it with a lot more people, it, that sounds way more fun. Uh well, it's the I would say it's best with a minimum of four people. Um, as long as you got four people, the game goes really well. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can have, I think, up to six players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's up to six players, but four is like kind of the minimum that we try to play with. That's awesome. Cool. Have you um, played Secret Hitler? <laughs> what is that? No, I've heard of Secret. I've heard of Secret Hitler, but no, we have. I haven't played it. it- it's stupid funny. So, like, it's it's a card game, and um, some people are fascists and some people are liberals, and only one person is Hitler, and nobody knows who Hitler is, but it's the job of the fascists to elect Hitler, and it's the job of the liberals to try and stop Hitler from being elected, but without knowing who he is, <laughs> they don't know who to elect, and they don't know who to stop. It's the only game on the planet where you can scream, your Hitler at people over and over again and not that's have to totally appropriate yeah it's like yeah. mafia, it's like mafia. Yeah, yeah like the mafia yeah. game yeah yeah mafia or uh there's also the werewolves 
that that's another one where yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we, like love, we love we love both of those yep totally yeah um, yeah, yeah i used the, to play the werewolf one on pc they're, they're they're great we love those we've been playing those for years um I, this is steven the last the last game that i played that wasn't tavern of heroes was exploding kittens nice. uh, which i just found to be oh. hilarious <laughs> yeah um i, I do not like cats uh <laughs> yeah, but it was it was it was really fun. Um, it was actually at a at an after party for for work, which was which was super fun. I also yeah, uh, this it pains me to say this, but since we you know we we take so much time on Tavern of Heroes, like it's probably eighteen to twenty hours editing each episode, so that doesn't leave a lot of time for sit down board games. But what we Steve and I do do a lot of is mobile gaming or P, or um like uh, you know on iPads and. Uh, on our phones and we're super deep into terraria i don't know if you guys have heard of that game but oh i love terraria um, i actually played on ps4 but I, that's right i forgot it, it came out on console that's super never dope. even heard of that game i mean, think minecraft with like side scrolling platforming like mario oh that's pretty cool like, yeah perfect awesome. and then yeah it's kind of the eight bit art which is just for us you know growing up on nes and stuff it was super nostalgic for that reason and then it's just a very very well designed game that scales really well so that's that's kind of what we've been there's a lot of mobile games do you, do you guys I'm uh, up a lot with the screaming baby yeah do you play vainglory hey watch it sorry <laughs> i forgot we had riot in the house <laughs> It's like the Chinese knockoff or ripoff of, oh, of League. That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, it, it's a, it's 3v3. It's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's no legend. It's no League of Legends, but uh, it is Man, fun for just not a bad. It's just like that it's not good. I used to be in a Dota League for like the original Dota, and I moved from Dota to Smite. Like I played Dota way longer than I should have, <laughs> and then I moved. I moved to Smite instead of League of Legends because everyone was getting into League of Legends and Heroes of New Earth, and I was just like, I don't want to be anything like any of you guys. So I started playing Smite, uh, sure. and I recently, I recently started playing League of Legends. It's so compatible with the play style that I used to use in um, mm -hmm. Dota that I'm hopping into live games and just like not wreck. I mean, I'm still really new, but I'm doing way better than I thought I would do right off the bat. We should do it uh, just, nice. just for. Uh... Yeah. Just for a little information, he uses a trackball to play. That's the only kind of mouse you can use. I don't believe you. So you know weird. it's 2018, right? <laughs> They're the best mice in the world. It's got the red ball right in the middle, a clicker on each side. I can use my three fingers to decide where my character is going to go and then click with my thumb and pinky. It's my secret weapon. You can't touch me. Where did you even get that? <laughs> <laughs> I bought it from the manager of a radio shack that was closing it was his computer mouse <laughs> how long have you been able to time travel <laughs> this no i've had this mouse since probably 2008 like i believe I you that's i take yeah, really that's... good care of it because it's my baby well actually i it's saw one at walmart the other day yeah but the new trackball mouses are stupid because it's like the thumb controls a blue trackball i like the one no the no red this was a big red in one. the middle in the middle yeah that's beautiful i gotta go upgrade i i've <laughs> never liked those even for like doing like the video editing and stuff in high school i hated them i hated trackballs that's all like yeah i did Photoshop. too hey this always makes me curious for people that are you know gamer gamers did you guys ever play world of warcraft a little bit i have two level 30 hunters um i actually played Cute. up until uh wrath of the lich yeah. king i played a a priest see cool yeah nice 
Yeah, Steve and I, I feel like I, there's I, always I, a nugget of World of Warcraft. And if you're a gamer, like a board gamer or a console gamer, or I feel like almost so, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I played World of Warcraft for a little bit, you know? So my brother um, played World of Warcraft for a really long time. And now when he starts conversations about games, he says, hi, my name is, <clears throat> then his name, and I'm an addict. I'm three months clean of World of Warcraft. That's great. Oh, yeah. I will fully say this. That game is so amazing that Steve and I cannot play it because we yeah. our wives would divorce us, our kids would hate us, and we would not yeah. have any type of employment, lose our job. Yeah. That's that's exactly why he had to stop and why I couldn't I, I couldn't let myself get into it enough because back when I was playing World of Warcraft I was playing for a dollar an hour at a land cafe <laughs> a couple miles from my house uh, and I didn't want to go broke. <laughs> yep. Um, that. Have you guys tried Final Fantasy fourteen? Or we've oh gosh I don't even what numbers have we played uh, we've played at least three and I played Tactics. Um, and oh, tactics was one of my favorites. Don't even get me started on tactical RPGs. Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> um, so no, haven't played the most recent one. Absolutely will probably sometime uh, in 2019. Uh, I'll I'll get around to it. But I've heard that it is amazing. Well, 15 is the most recent one, and uh, it wasn't amazing at the oh, start. I thought you said. Like I thought you said game. Did you say 14 no, or 15? I, said, I thought you said 15. 14 is an MMORPG. So uh, that's what I was talking about in relation to World of Warcraft. Got it. Got it. Oh, I, I see. I play, see. Uh, then no, did not play that. Did you play? Ra did you ever play Ragnarok? Like the first MMORPG? Oh my gosh, I, I love that game so much. Is that what system was that on? It was PC. First PC games. It was like right around uh, ever. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. We didn't play it. Oh, it was so cool. The The graphics were like uh, hand-drawn comic book style, but I, I, it's where pourings come from. Well, it's not where pourings come from, but it, it's all about you, the pourings. You could do anything in that game. It was it was so amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a merchant, and all that I did was sit on Main Street and sell shit. Oh, that's exactly what I did, and I would barter with, like, miners and stuff yeah. like that. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd go back and play that today. Like, I would get so taking in play it right now yeah <laughs> break that game rewind it till the tape breaks uh, uh now that we're on the subject of video games we know that you play world of warcraft uh what other games do you like to play just finished knights of the old republic did you guys ever play that that's I did. a ooh, ooh. i loved kotar what do you think of the ending of it you're gonna hate this that i'm gonna say this i got to i forget the name it was like darth malik or something i got to the final boss fight i just ran out of steam I, and i'm literally like currently on my <laughs> ipad i am saved at the last and for some reason he, i don't know if you remember it, he's like he's got like nine jedi in cages around him and he was like i'm gonna you know summon these the power from them and you like beat them like six times basically but he keeps like getting more i was like i just i fucking don't care <laughs> i just yeah. you win i okay. honestly love like it and so i don't even know what the ending is what is the ending you can totally tell me um you you know about dark revan particularly you're dark revan you find out that you're dark revan right yeah you find out that you're dark revan but it was like yeah which was awesome i really like it's pretty it's pretty well known now, but like when it first got revealed, I was just like, "Whoa, wait, what the fuck?" Like, I, I'm the bad guy. What the hell? 
the way that that was executed, I thought was really, really cool. And like, you know, there's all these little Easter eggs and the conversations that you have with the other NPCs in your, in your party. I thought that all that was really cool. Um, and then it got a little, I guess it got a little repetitive kind of in the last act of, you know, basically every conversation that you have is like, well, but what do you mean? You're revving. It's like, well, no, I'm not now. You know, it starts to be like, okay, let's just fucking go. Can I just kill the, the bad? Can I just kill Malik? Can I just face him, please? You know? <laughs> yeah. It was fun game. But, like, uh, building yeah. lightsabers. Like, what's more fun in the world than building your own custom lightsaber? I mean, I was having a heart attack. Yeah. That that was my favorite feature of uh, Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Academy. That was another Star Wars game yep. that you I could, like, build Jedi your own. Academy. Yeah, it was, oh man, I just would spend hours on lightsabers. I don't even like Star Wars. Like, I hate those movies. But the games, I love the games. Every time you say that, I just, like, die a little bit inside, dude. I'm not. We have to go. I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I grew up in a very Star Trek-heavy family, so we shunned Star Wars every time that it came into the house. I mean, like, I've got pictures of me as a baby standing on the Enterprise, so... (laughs) You gotta show me. Did you like the did you like the most recent Star Trek, you know, the reboots? Um the series or the movie. I'm sorry, the movie. So I like I I actually talked about this in one of the episodes. I I think think it was the Boomer Boomer Boss episode. Anyway, I the first two episodes were really or the first two movies were good because I went into them knowing what to expect. J.J. Abrams said that they're going to be movies for movie lovers and Star Trek fans. So I knew that it was going to be a more heavy emphasis on getting moviegoers to watch it. I really liked the first two. Bumbernick Cabbage Patch was a pretty good con. But that third movie that uh, Sean Pegg... Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Whew, I was thinking Sean Penn in my head <laughs> just over and over again. I'm picturing him as a weatherman punching people. Um, anyway... The third movie, I absolutely hated. And, like, I drove 200 miles to a movie theater with a nice, comfortable seat and, like, dine-in food. I was stupid excited to watch it. And then it just, like, shit all over the whole theater. And I was so pissed. It was it was really bad, the new one was. What, remind me, what was... Was that Into Darkness? Is that Was that the name of that one? No. no. Star Trek Into Darkness was... was the second one. Yeah, oh, it was Con. Beyond. Star yeah. Trek 3 was Beyond, yeah, right? Star, yeah. Yeah, they were like stuck on that. Yeah, planet that, or that was and... that was a full blown mess. Right. Yeah. Like it the was, ship crashes and they're so stuck bad. on a planet. I remember like yeah. forty five minutes in being like, What are we doing here? And then like at yeah. the end there's like, I don't know, like a motorcycle fight or something. I was like, This yeah. is just fuck it. This Everybody's is off the rails. floating around everywhere. I was just happy the seats were so comfortable because I ended up taking a nap. Twenty dollar nap. You said that on that episode. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery, I've only seen a couple of episodes of. I really like what I've seen, but I have my grievances with CBS All Access. Um, but I am really excited. I don't know if you guys know this, but Patrick Stewart was just recast as Jean-Luc Picard in a new Star Trek series about what happens in his life after the Enterprise. Are you How did you? I didn't hear that. Oh, man. I've been going crazy. Oh, it's all over it. the internet. <laughs> Missed that. Well, I do know how I missed that. I don't. I'm up with the baby every minute of the day. Yeah, but that that I, is super super dope. I know. I'm I'm stupid excited. I'm waiting for him to pull the whole cast back because next generation's like what I grew up on. That's my shit right there. Yep. Yep. Uh, quick question. Uh, 
Oh my gosh. Kirk, Kirk or Picard? Oh. Go Kirk. I don't... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Picard. I don't know. I, to me, Kirk was always. I always thought Kirk Watch was it. Like just a little chubby. <laughs> I like and Picard was just like this constant old and like that voice. Like he was just, just I don't know, man. So he was commanding. So commanding. And Kirk was like kind of a nice guy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, for me, it's Kirk. Picard. So have you seen the TV show The Orville? That's the Seth MacFarlane one? Yeah. The, no, is it good? It's, so I went into it. I was going to watch it just thinking, oh, this is going to be stupid and it's going to be spoofing off of Star Trek. And that's why I originally watched it. But basically, it's the original Star Trek series rebooted in 2018 with updated jokes and Seth MacFarlane plays Captain Kirk. It's it's actually pretty good. Like I was getting into the episode. Yeah, they that's right. They have yeah. they have the old kind of uh storylines where there's like this big moral at the end of every episode and I don't know, they're super fun to watch if you can get past the fact that Seth MacFarlane's trying to be a space captain. <laughs> it's, it it's a full-blown comedy, right? I remember seeing it, it's no, like no. Gal- Oh, it's not I thought it was going to be a full-blown comedy, and that I went into it thinking Galaxy Quest. That's actually exactly what I was thinking, but it has a lot of dramatic elements. It's more of a drama with comedic elements than it is a comedy, and it, it's it's holding really true to that sci-fi feeling where, like, like the same feeling that you'd get if you were in the 80s watching the original Star Trek. It's just updated so that, language and stuff. That, so makes it, me, that makes me more interested in it. That, that sounds yeah. like awesome. It blew my mind. Did you guys like ever he's see... actually trying to bring this feeling into this new generation. It made me so happy. That's really cool. Did you guys ever see Galaxy yeah. Quest? It's my favorite movie. Yeah, he loves Galaxy yeah. Quest. To and me, I got to say, it's a really good movie, too. Example of like kind of what you just said. I went into that thinking, I mean, this is probably going to be really stupid. Like if they're just going to try to spoof and like make fun of like a good analogy is like what the Dwayne brothers do is scary movie movies. Like they just yeah. like make fun of, you know, the ring and blah, blah, blah. I yeah. kind of thought that's what galaxy quest was going to be. But what I really like is that galaxy quest is it's like a star Trek movie. It's just got, yeah, just different people in it and like different yeah. jokes in it. It's, and it's a drama first and then a comedy, which is really, I'm a screenwriter. That's like really hard yeah. to do tonally. But yeah, that's a that's I love that. That's another movie I've probably actually seen that movie like seven times, and it's not a movie that you should see seven times. You know what I mean? I, I have it on my cell phone. Like I just watch it when I'm bored. I've seen it so. I was on the phone with my mom today, and she was telling me about this new TV series she's watching with Tony Shalhoub. And as soon as she said Tony Shalhoub, I was just like, "Whoa, that was wild." <laughs> <laughs> there is a line that Sam Rockwell has in Galaxy Quest when I think uh, Tim Allen like goes out onto the, this planet and he just takes his helmet off and he's like, "What are you doing? Is there air? You don't know? Is there even air?" Like he, I'm like, God. and then he's always, "You don't know." His whole bit the whole time is like. I'm the unnamed guy. Like, if I'm going anywhere, I'm gonna die. You know, I was—he just yeah. cracked me up. It was brilliant. Sam Sam Rockwell is one of my favorite actors. He's brilliant. What I just saw him. Hmm. In... Have you seen Mr. Wright? Oh no! What is that? It's yeah. Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick. Sam Rockwell play. He plays an assassin. Yeah. He plays a reverse assassin. 
Right. You're accurate. Yeah. It, I don't know. That movie surprised me. I watched it because it was on Netflix and I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm not doing anything for the next hour and a half. So I turned it on and it surprised the hell out of me. It was so funny. I did not think it was going to uh, be as humorous as it was because I really don't like Anna Kendrick. <laughs> three. Yeah, I don't like Anna Kendrick either. I just saw three billboards outside of Lansing, Missouri. If you guys haven't seen that, that's Sam Rockwell. He won Best Supporting for that role. Nice so brilliant in that movie yeah he I, honestly he's brilliant in every movie he's just so yeah. good yeah Se- seven psychopaths yep so funny yep <laughs> i hated that movie the first time i watched it and then i rewatched it and loved it i don't know why yeah yeah i'm uh i'm getting kind of lost <laughs> yeah i know you're you you've never seen a movie in your entire life I, i've seen the movies that are worth watching yeah <laughs> <laughs> The, the one who last week said, Did, aren't they going to make a new Blade Runner? Yeah, <laughs> they made it like a couple <laughs> oh, years ago. I just, I just saw that. That movie that movie was like an hour and a half too long. It was just nuts. Yeah. I, I actually have the box set of all the Blade Runners, just not the new one. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we've gotten pretty far off topic. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's what we're about. Man, it was fun. I could, I could oh, talk um, about movies especially just all day, baby. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm the movies guy. That's I, my role on the podcast. I, I actually have an announcement to make. Um, listeners, welcome to our first mega episode. Yeah, I guess <laughs> this one's going to be longer than normal. So. <laughs> mega episode. I can. So so thanks, Michael and Stephen, uh, for giving us our first mega episode. <laughs> Man, dude, it, it was a blast. Like, I, it, you guys are. I, this is exactly what I want it to be. Just like hanging out, talking. We talk about Tower of Heroes a little bit. We talk about a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. That's uh, that's kind of what we're about. We uh, I mean, then this is basically just us outside of the podcast too. Like our friendship is based entirely on just having conversations. It's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. But uh, I feel like we need to ask at least one more question about well, the podcast. At least I don't know what 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 else didn't we cover? <laughs> what do you feel we didn't cover? I don't know. You're putting me on I mean, the spot. honestly, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like you guys did a pretty good job. You know, we covered like what the design was, what it was like creating it, some of the specific choices in the rule set. And then, you know, just kind of like a general drive by of what the show is. Yeah. Actually, do either of you uh do any of the artwork that you guys have? Or do you like outsource for that? Um, no, I wish Steve and I are so artistically started we just like, can't we just can't draw uh but we have hired a an artist who is amazing her name is rachel allen she's gonna do all of our artwork for the game and for our patreon um awesome. and uh yeah so she's already designed the morty the the illustration for morty and it was you guys it was like so good i cried like it was just, it's just she's super talented so and she's gonna do all the artwork for the game for all of our npcs and heroes and um yeah we're super stoked. super stoked. yeah again all the encounter maps we we make ourselves but um any any like actual in-game artwork is uh something we're gonna use rachel for when uh we for self-publishing the, the game have we met all the pre-expansion heroes? I've met none of the. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, you have. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, you you've met um, all ten heroes. <laughs> okay. There are there are two more that have been created. Uh, one that may or may not get spoiled this year uh, or released this year. I'm, I'm, nice. I'm telling you, you still got to make a bard. Is, is is Can you at least tell us if one of the new characters is a bard? 
he is not a bard. I, that, and I, I said it a, a little while ago. We don't have, a, we haven't created a bard yet. So that that's a that's a super good next class to to roll out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's next well, up for sure. Well, we got we got to get a bard. Yeah. If you guys uh, need any ideas for any abilities or anything, that is my main class in D and D. We already have his name, Cedric Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Just uh, change it to Surgic or like. Something well, like Cedric's that. Cedric's canon. They or you mean to avoid being sued for ninety two dollars? Yeah. You, okay. you can't. Exactly. You can't get sued because Cedric's a canon name, and if his background is an entertainer background, you're just describing who he is. <laughs> we I, don't, get I don't know. I think if, that's a, if our cast member is a large African American man. That sounds like the I don't. We could probably yeah. sue him. Would you think about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you stole our class. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I think Cedric the Entertainer came before Tavern of Heroes. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Not before Dungeons and Dragons, though. No, no. All right, we're we're creeping up on two hours, or yeah, we're, we're hour. at yeah. a little yeah, bit sure. over let's, an hour uh, and a half. Let, so let's let's wrap it up. How do you guys normally cut out of a show? Uh, we normally just thank everybody and then <laughs> say bye and then stop recording. <laughs> we're, we're we're pretty simple people. Yeah. Um, so um. We want to thank you guys profusely for being on this podcast. No shit, you're celebrities to us. Like, or at least to me, I can't speak for failed, but like the when I got the phone call from Steven a couple of days ago, my hands were like shaking. I'm like, oh man, I've been amped up and just crazy excited yeah. for this phone call. And it's blowing my mind being able to talk to you guys. Yeah, and going crazy uh, with this. Steven, he, he, he's not even exaggerating he was shaking he had to put his phone down on the table yeah. <laughs> uh you guys the feeling is mutual we've had an absolute blast talking with you guys steve said a little bit ago but there's nothing better than just nerding out on nerd stuff with a bunch of yeah. other nerds and i feel like you know if people aren't nerds like i don't know how else to say this but if they're cool people i'm like yeah, you're exhausting you know what i mean kids yeah. so it's great to find people that are cut from the same cloth and yeah i it's it's well, such an I, honor that you guys listen to the show and love the show so so thank you for having us on we I, had a blast shia be praised so uh just for our viewers how can they listen to your podcast how can they like what social media can they follow you on yeah, uh, so you can find the podcast Tavern of Heroes wherever you listen to podcasts, and our uh, our social media is is very simple, just Tavern of Heroes podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And um, if you'd like to check out our website, you can learn more about our our heroes, uh, our actual cast members. And then, as we mentioned in this episode, we have a full interactive map of Elderon where you can click on different geographical identifiers like cities and stuff, and uh, and learn about um, the lore of the world. So uh, yeah, that's that's I think that's everything. Yes, or or you can email us at um, yeah, you can email us at mnightbringer at gmail.com. And honestly the last podcast really is amazing you end up listening to the show uh we have launched a patreon and for those of you that don't know patreon is a crowdfunding uh platform just like kickstarter except for us monthly and steve and i really mean this we designed the patreon to give rewards for people like we uh, literally the intention wasn't hey let's raise money for the show we were like what, what's cool things we could do to interact with the fans 
there's four plus tiers and if you pick one you just get like so much extra bang for your buck that, that has to do with the show like exclusive content and artwork and being able to play test and we even have a tier where like steve and i get to run you through adventures through roll 20 so anyway that's worth checking out just patreon uh tavern of heroes Awesome. And uh, remember, guys, their Patreon, $10 a month, and you can test this game. Yeah, I'm doing it for sure. Oh, definitely. Like, <laughs> I'm getting it for our, and our the, the, the big, I mean, not not to plug it hard, but again, it's 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 for you. Um, the thing we're really excited about is when we do publish the game, we will give a credit to all of our playtesters. Uh, so, like, you'll forever be, you know, in, in the in the, the rule book and everything, which, which we're just really excited about. Awesome. Well, we will link all of your social media links in the description of this episode so that everybody knows where to get you at. And we're going to basically just pimp you out as best as we can to everybody that we can. Because I've been doing that anyway. Like, I'm standing on the street corner with a sign that says Tavern of Heroes Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well be. (laughs) It's no joke. I've gotten so many people to listen to you guys. I'm calling my friends from, like, living 200 miles away. And I'm just like, hey, you got to get on this podcast. Listen to it on your way to work. And I'm telling everybody. It's I don't know. <laughs> I, I, we appreciate I, that. Um, it's so great. Oh, oh, I have a good, I have a good outro or a last little button to put on why people should listen to the Tavern of Heroes because this is this episode is airing in October. All the episodes that come out in October are like kind of horror themed and very not very scary, but you know they're scarier episodes. And I'm telling you, it's probably some of the best content that we've put out yet. Uh, so, so awesome. be sure to check it out if you're into Halloween, especially. Awesome. And uh, Stephen and Michael, I just want to thank you. Um, one of the biggest things in the geek community and gaming communities for me is the community itself. Um, I, whenever I'm feeling down or anything, the community always gets me together. And I feel like there's a lot of hate in this world. And right now, just the geek community itself is standing together and making things happier. And you guys are really contributing to that. So I just want to thank you for that. Amen. Thanks, man. Yeah, look, I I, I want to add to that by saying if you have never been to a gaming convention, for Steve and I, there's no world like it because you can just walk up to anybody and be like, hey, do you want to play a game with me? And like, it's like you can make just insta friends with strangers, which so I, I'm just I'm piggybacking what you said. Steve and I love and are so proud and honored to be a part of the gaming community because we think it's just full of some of the most special, welcoming, outgoing, warm people. And no one's cool. Do you know what I'm saying when I say that? Like I mean that so yeah. specifically. No one is too cool, man. Everyone is just yeah, welcoming down to to play to know each other. And yeah, and and you guys are part of that, um, and and couldn't couldn't agree with that sentiment more. That we are are just humbled and honored to uh, to be a part of the gaming community. Uh, this is um, I don't even know if if you guys know this. The the sponsors on our show they don't actually pay us money. It's just we look at it as our way to just kind of give back to the community and give shout out to uh, different games or different creators or um, uh, yeah, kick- kickstarters, product owners. Um, it, like literally the 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 cost to sponsor our show is just to give us free product that we can then spend money on to mail to our contest winners. <laughs> um, horrible business model, really. It's not working out as far as that's why we're doing a Patreon. We're we're in debt. But uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but it, it honestly, um, guys, it's been this unbelievable window into the gaming community because, yeah, we've gotten to just meet all these people who are frankly just in similar boats as us, you know what I mean, who are creating and, and love gaming so much and spread the love. Yeah. 
So, yeah, but uh, again, thank you for being on the show. It's been a blast having you on here. Maybe we should do it again sometime. It'd be a lot of fun yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you guys for having us on. Awesome. Thank you. And to all the fans out there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next week, game on and peace out. Peace out.